0: Gentlemen, welcome to
1: the main event. Let's get ready to rumble
2: ready for this? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner podcast. I'm here tonight with Neil and Adam. Wes is on the beaches of Cheyenne. Of He's Cheyenne. walking them beaches, the of, beaches
1: of
0: Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Garth Brooks action. Can't go wrong with Garth. No, not at all. Not at all.
2: So how was your guys' weeks? Did you miss me last week? No. Were you gone? I was gone. Hmm. Were you? Yeah. Some, sounded to me like
1: he was here. I listened to a podcast on Saturday. I mean,
2: if you followed along on Facebook, you know that I was stuck in traffic for seven days. You were. And
0: it always affected your glasses to be cock <laughs> <Right. laughs> Which, By the way, my
1: sister and brother-in-law are in Orlando right now. They had no traffic issues at all getting into Disney World. And I'm like... I just watched my friend
2: have seven straight days of sitting in traffic. Dude, I quit counting at 10 wrecks. We were averaging over 2 wrecks a day on the on a tr- on the trip. And it, it was it was nuts. I mean, we stayed in Davenport, which is about 9 miles from Disney. It would take 45 minutes to make that trip because inevitably there would be a wreck. And I don't know, when you use Apple Maps, it highlights the the road in yellow or red. I could expand that out. I would see red and yellow every single time. And there was no way around it. Like, there was one way in and one way out. That's all it was. Oh, my gosh. And Atlanta was just bad. Going down, it took us two hours to drive through Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Now, coming home, Atlanta wasn't that bad. But it was still still bad. So, But, hey, I got to see Top Gun last week finally yeah finally, yes yeah it was a great movie it th-
0: did kind of make me sad that you saw it so soon i was hoping we could get one more
2: show out of it. <laughs> look hey we were sitting at the uh house and i was like you know i was kind of thinking maybe trying to find a mall somewhere that had a theater so i could watch maverick and you all could just shop and elizabeth's like done and i'm like that's that was way easier than what I thought it was going to be. That's all it
0: took. So I'm at summer school, and my phone starts buzzing. I pull it out; it's Sean. And I'm like, weird. So I answered, and he's like, "I just missed the movie." And I was like, "What?" He was like, "They apparently didn't." I I think I missed the movie. How far am I in? And I was like, "What's going on?" He told me he missed the beginning of the little mock scene. Mm.
2: So yeah. when I when when we walked in, this was the craziest thing. It said the movie started at twelve. We're in line at a quarter till. It just goes to show you the traffic was horrible, even in the movie line. There was two people in front of me. Dude in front of me with two kids can't make up his mind what movie he wants. They have all these automated computers. The system was not working. There's only so many options, though. I know. (laughs) And I'm like, he goes, well, what's kid-friendly? And then he's talking about taking them to Bob Burgers or whatever. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not kid-friendly, but whatever. And he ultimately winds up going with Jurassic World. Also not Jurassic World. Right? Like, yeah.
0: People die in that.
2: But I mean it took him ten minutes. Yeah. And then so we walk in and Caitlin went on and got in line to order our food. Of course it's an AMC theater where they bring the food to you. It was oh. first time we'd ever done that. Chairs were like recline back, have a freaking heater on the chairs. It was. I've never been in a movie theater like that before. So did you take a nap or did you watch the movie? No, I watched the movie. I'm not a napper at all when it comes to that kind of stuff. And uh, so when we walk in, he's in the plane and he's taking off and and shooting in trying to do the Mach 10 thing. And I'm like, it just seemed like it would be the end of the movie type scene, right? Because that's what made me think about that. Because he's like, yeah, this kind of looks like the end of the movie. I was like, did we come to the wrong theater? And then we're like, I go back. I walked all the way back out there. And I asked him. I was like, I thought the movie started at 12. And I go, yeah, it did. And I was like, the movie literally starts at 12. Do you not show previews here? Because, I mean, I was expecting at least five, ten minutes. Of, I was expecting yep. that crazy old preview that you all talked about. <laughs> the truffle hunters. <laughs> no previews whatsoever. They just, boom, 12 o'clock, movie starts. I've never seen anything like that before. Hmm. So, so I, I missed the talk, right? I didn't get the, the eye-to-eye thing. And nobody stood, but there was clapping. It was the first time I've ever been to a movie that was clapping.
0: There you
2: go. So, well, now he's caught up. Yeah. Nobody stood there. In nobody room.
0: stood at I all. I didn't
2: think they did. <laughs> did they clap? No. no. Well, there was clapping. <laughs> there was literally
1: clapping. That was,
2: was yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Other than us talking about how great it was.
2: It was yeah, it was. I was talking to Rusty about it today a little bit, and I I watched the first one again last week on vacation. It was on TV, so I thought, well, I'll watch it. I felt like the first one was more of a love story. It was, and the second one was more of a man. You know, he had a little bit of the
0: love in there, but it, it was more. It was one. It and and I've heard multiple like Hollywood personalities say this that it is the most Americana movie. In maybe the last 20 plus years. Yeah. It's, I mean, there is, I mean, there's a little bit of a love story uh, that they want to act like that you know about, but you don't really know about. Right. Uh, And you kind of get bits and pieces of it, but it's mainly about Maverick and his journey
2: at what you believe to be the end of his career in the Navy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was great. I thought the John Hamm character was a really good character, too. Um uh, Caitlin was uh spoiler alert here, if you haven't seen it. Caitlyn. Everybody in there. the world has seen it. Yeah. Me and those people there <laughs> were, the last you one. were the last humans. They, <laughs> they shut it down <laughs> after that. Right. Um she was kinda she got thrown off because she, you know, she didn't get to watch the first one. So when when Ice died, it was just like, Oh, they just died all of a sudden. Like that was kind of a a missing thing. She goes, "Was that a flashback when he hugged him?" And I was like, "No, I mean it's just like that's just kind of the way they did it." Right. Uh, speed speed that up, but uh, I I thought I agree with you guys. I think it might be one of the best sequels ever. Right. I um, think. I mean, it's it, it'll. Be I mean, hard. I want to see it again immediately. <laughs> so well,
0: I fully expect and We and we've said this. I fully expect it to be on a streaming service somewhere mm-hmm. before the end of summer.
2: Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, it, it, well, I mean, Batman came out pretty quick after it, you know, so I thought it was great.
1: The best part was right before the the love scene, Neil leans over and looks at me. He's about to
2: get some love. <laughs> 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 I, like, I think you might be right. <laughs> and then the daughter's standing there going, just don't break her heart again. <laughs> he as,
0: as he thinks like he's that. like sneaking out.
2: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, tonight we're going to talk sports. Uh, I've also brought
0: a pack of 1990 Tops baseball cards that has a piece of gum on it. It's stuck stuck to the the top card. I'm
2: going to chew this thing. And that's a rookie card that it's stuck to. Jerome Walton, his career went places. Oh, wow. Yeah, it went places all the way back to home.
1: Mm. Oh, that sounds tasty. Gum is not supposed to crunch like
2: that. Why are you not recording this for Facebook?
1: <laughs> this early in the show, I was not expecting it.
2: How's that taste? That Literally no taste. Yeah. It just disintegrated, didn't it? No. There. Ah. <laughs> look, look, look. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so that's what I've... What you say? What year did you say it was? Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. So it is thirty-two years old. The year you turned twenty-one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The second time.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so throughout the show, I'm going to look and see if we got anybody worth anything in this in the in, in this deck. And did you look to see who might have been
1: the rookies that year? The good news is. The gum is crunchy. So that <laughs> means somebody has not opened the pack and just resealed it. Right. That gum's been there since
0: 1990. And now it has disintegrated. There's no chewing. <laughs> it's It's gone. Let's see. Jerome Walton, Mike Smith, Dan Murphy.
2: Ooh, that's a good one. King Griffey Jr. was a rookie in 1990. Uh-oh, there we go. Frank Thomas. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Juan gone. Hey, I saw him play one time. David Justice, Sammy Sosa. Jim Abbott was also a rookie. Jim Abbott, that was that was pretty uh, that was pretty cool.
0: That's disgusting. It's one of the worst things I've ever done. Paul Coleman,
2: he was uh, the number one draft pick. It looks like. Okay, well, apparently not. Let's see: Sandy Alomar, Eric Anthony, Kevin. He says year. he was the number one draft. Pick. <laughs> no, I, no, I mean it's uh, so the guys not the not that I was saying right, all right. ago. Yeah, okay. Cardinals. No, hey, there you go. Frank Viola? Yeah.
0: Oh, Andy Van Slyke. Yes. Bob Kipper. That might be a family member of yours. Yeah, probably not. Sean Kipper. Tom Gordon. Can't forget about Tom Gordon.
2: Yeah. Sandy Alomar was the number one pick that year. What about John Franco for the Reds? <laughs> Steve Avery was uh, in that. Carlos Bayer. Boom. Roger, Roger Clemens, nice in the Red
0: Sox. Oh, Roger,
2: Robbie Thompson, Francisco Cabrera. Man, there is not many, not much talent in this first uh, in the first twenty rookies that year. Did
0: you all? Did you all get into I know we're. This isn't a topic, but did you all get into baseball cards and basketball <clears> cards when <in> you were a <throat> kid? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. What was your baseball or basketball? I did it all. Did you do it all? Yeah, ba- Mostly baseball
2: basketball. and basketball, very little football. Okay, question for you. Because Did you collect teams,
0: sets, or players? I just got random cards. You just got
2: cards, okay. Yep. I, I was I was a player's guy. I was too.
0: Yeah.
2: Del, Del Murphy was like my number one. Then I, it was kind of one of those things Where that –
0: Where would Chili Davis rank? He He would not. Well. Dang it, that's kinda harsh. Wow. Chile's got a family. He was a good he was a good hitter though. So I was a look at that what Mark McGuire. That's nice What?
2: Mark McGuire was one of the guys that I collected.
0: Uh I did not collect baseball cards. Uh I collected basketball cards. Of course, everybody who collects basketball cards, I think, collects Michael Jordan's. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I collected Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. I was Fascinated by Shaquille O'Neal. I
2: still have some of his
0: cards. And then I collected Damon Stoudamire.
1: Wow! I had a
0: lot of Damon Stoud. I even actually, till I spilled whiteout on it. Stupid White Out. I had a Damon Stoudamire Raptors jersey that I used to wear all the time. That's <laughs> a solid jersey. Yeah. So because
2: that's what those Raptors, Raptors jerseys back then, there yeah. were 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 fire. They
0: were until. Vince Carter came along and they and they made it to the like when they were the the tank top cut they were really guys. they were they were really nice so it's just interesting and I know that Wes is a huge sports card
2: guy yeah
0: and I think sports card is a you know because it's such a fascinating industry
2: well right? and and we, we've we've thought about just doing a whole show on
0: it well and and I was and, yeah and, and we wanted to wait until Wes was on here so he could talk but
2: because him and Mason are like heavily entranced into Cards right now. Well, and Trey,
0: yeah, uh, is a huge. I went with Trey one time, and yeah, back in our day, we used to, especially his day, he could buy them for a nickel. Uh, <laughs> they were a couple bucks whenever we. Yeah. Would, I went with Trey one day to the card shop here in here in Mount Sterling. This dude dropped like a hundred dollars, three packs of cards. That's all he got. Of that's course, just, that's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. It's too. like a freaking lottery. Yeah. But I think he pulled
2: out like an autograph or like it was some kind of. Yeah. And the and those, like I thought about two months ago, I'm like, man, I'm going to get back into this. I was watching some TikToks and this guy's. The worst part about the whole industry now, and like I said, we won't get a whole lot into it, is there's so many guys out there that can make fake, fake cards now. Like if you're buying cards on eBay, you really have to be careful because you might spend. $2,000 Two thousand dollars on a card that's fake. So, it's it's a it's a bloodthirst industry night right now, and I guess Harold Reynolds, uh, ESPN, right? ESPN, MLB, MLB
0: Network, man. Oh, but It oh, was. It right. was. Yeah.
2: I, I guess like COVID got this started back pretty big. I guess. So I mean, people when COVID hit. Everybody was losing their jobs, but everybody was figuring out a way to spend their money. <laughs> it was amazing. There's the Hawk. Nice. I loved Andre. He was cool. So yeah, we're
0: we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about that on the show coming up. I used to get the Beckett magazines and I mean you look at it like I, I had, <laughs> a, the price right, you had a, I had a I had a Michael Jordan that was always my favorite because you know, it was one of the little shiny ones. I don't know. They oh yeah. Uh, I had one of those. And it was I don't know one becket I got said so it was like seventy five dollars or something, like, and you think about it's it like, I was like, what was I gonna do? Like I had nothing to do with that, yeah. But to me, it was like, oh look at that, I got some. So it's very much there's a lot into it. It's pretty in depth, but it's a it's something that's fascinating to me, yeah. Especially from where it came from. This I mean, crunchy gum and this to where it is now. Uh, and and I think that will be an absolutely fantastic show for for a later date.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, what got us on thinking about the baseball is before we started the show, you asked a question about baseball.
1: Yeah. So I asked you, Sean, and Neil, what would what was the deal? Because Neil's an old school guy, you're a big baseball guy. Unwritten rules, how like the unwritten rules of baseball? How do you all feel about these new players just kind of wiping off on them?
2: Well, and like I told you, I think the unwritten rules are stupid. I really do. Like, do I like to see a perfect game or a no-hitter? Yes. But the object of the game is to get hits. And personally, I don't find a a, a problem with the last guy up to bat slapping a bunt down the third baseline to try to break up the no-hitter. I don't have a problem with that, right? But the unwritten rule is that you shouldn't do that. No, well, the unwritten rule is you should catch the ball and throw him out. You know, <laughs> right. the the biggest travesty in no hitter history is when Andrei, uh, Andre Andre Galarraga, Galarraga, yeah, had the no hitter that he lost because the ump missed the call. You know, and that was before replay.
0: I actually watched that replay again. It came across. Uh, it came across on TikTok. He that, was a foot off the back. He, but it was a lot closer than what I mean, because it's a bang bang thing, and and he's watching, and I get it while the but, umpire got it wrong. But Galaraga handled
1: it well. He, he did. It, it I did. mean, he smiled. He liked He he, he just said it happens. It is yeah. what it is.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it might not go down the record books. But in his mind he's like, I pitched a no hitter. Yeah. I mean Max Scherzer might have pulled a shank out and stabbed the umpire. He
1: could
0: have.
2: Yeah. Or uh and uh Bone Gardner would have probably just ran him off the cliff out, out on his farm and left him for dead,
0: you know. You know, but talking about that we have so many players now that are just these big personalities, and now they're checking the pitchers like Four and five times a game for this sticky substance. It's getting absurd. Yep. I, I mean, like you had Max Scherzer last year get basically undressed on the field. He uh, was not happy. No, he was well, not happy. He
1: ripped that belt off. He was not happy.
0: Well, did you? It was a couple of weeks ago. Did you see the uh, Bumgarner? Was it Bumgarner? Yeah, it was Bumgarner. The and, dude was basically giving him a hand massage, as staring he, him down as he was eyeballing. Yeah. Waiting for Bumgarner to. Say something, and and when he did, he he threw him out. It's like you're baiting him in on this. It's like he had money on that game. (laughs) Well, and and, you know we don't have a, know, we don't have. And things like that
2: is why you're going to see an automated strike zone pretty quick. Yeah, it's coming.
1: I don't think that's going to be good though.
0: I really like in all sports. I like the human element, right? Because. We're human. We miss things. I mean, what was it a few years ago in the playoffs, the Saints and Rams? The what? What did the Saints and Rams or the Saints and Vikings with the with the terrible pass interference? The, the, was no, call, the, was the no call. The no call on the pass interference. Yes. Uh, I mean, it was blatant. Now with the reviews and all that, they would get that
2: overturned. But you know, but you know, the funny thing though is the year after that, when they made that rule change. They very rarely got the actual overturn,, right? which is why they went back away from it, yeah, because
1: I think it was like fifteen, sixteen challenges past interference, well, fifteen of them stayed with the call on the field, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: so it's I don't like the fact that we're getting to a point where we're taking away that human element, uh, I think you know, because you really look at it and there's there's always three teams in any in any game you play. You have the two teams playing, and then you then you have your referee crew, right. Uh And and you know the old adage is one call doesn't beat you, and that's true. Nine times out of ten, you go back and look, one call doesn't beat you. You know the Saints may argue that because <laughs> they're right. like you know that play that play beat us, yeah. But you go back, had they done different things throughout the time, maybe they wouldn't even put themselves in that situation. In terms of baseball, though, you talk about the automatic strike zone. It it is the strike zone that is the most frustrating thing for me. Like, you watch it, and one inning, he's calling everything a strike. And the next inning, I mean, if you paint the corners, it's
2: a ball. Well, I mean, Angel Hernandez cost the Braves the World Series in 1997. because How does he still have a job? I, I don't know, but the game that Levon Hernandez pitched against them, he never hit the strike zone, and the Braves lost that game and then ultimately wound up losing the series after that. But had they, had they won that game and the call's not been so bad, you know, they move on to the World Series. It's just – it was nuts. I mean, it was atrocious how bad that game was. And, I mean, that was 97. What is it? That's 25 years ago. And he still sucks. And he
1: still sucks. And he is probably – Anytime, and this is not just baseball; it's football, basketball, anything. Anytime, if I know a ref's name, the second he comes on the court, it's not a good thing. It's not good. Well,
0: All as right. a as, as a Kentucky fan, and if Wes was here, I'm, he's probably screaming at his radio right now. As a Kentucky basketball fan, there are referees that if we see are in the uh, are are in the
2: uh, lineup yeah. when they
0: do the thing, it's 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 bad news. Yeah. Who's the guy – Cal has had how many ever technicals he's had in his career. Who's the guy that has given him half his technicals?
1: There's one one guy that tees him up just about every time. And, you know, I'm not a big Kentucky homer guy or anything like that. But that guy, he does have an out for Cal Perry every time he calls a game.
2: And, and see, that's wrong, right? Right. It's just like Draymond Green, right? He gets a lot of technical fouls because of his personality, right? Um, Doug shells. Oh, gotcha. What did you Google? Who's the guy that tees up Calipari all the time? No,
0: I, I, I was looking, and I, I, I got stuck on TB Teddy Valentine. so who I got stuck on, and I was like, "That's not right."
1: But, but you know, he's. Hated amongst he's all.
0: He's hated. Well, because he makes it about him. That's, yes. I mean, you don't get the nickname as a referee as TV. Like,
2: he wants to make sure that. Is he the one in the NBA? No, he's no, a, he's he's a college, college guy. Okay, I'd have to see. Because like
1: ready. even the West Virginia accounts I follow on Twitter, they'll tweet out before the game, ah, looks like we got TV Teddy. It's going to be a long mm-hmm. night.
2: <laughs> right, right. So, you were talking about unwritten rules. Like the bat, flips the, bat uh, flips. the Still in second when you're
1: up thirteen to nothing. Yeah. I don't care about none of that. No.
2: Is it necessary for that? I me personally, I love the bat flips. I think Bautista, uh, Jose Bautista from a few years back. I mean, that caused a fight. <laughs> I mean, he would me, launch that bat. Yeah. Yeah. I and I just uh well, I mean, personally, you can, I don't have a problem with that
0: stuff. You, you, you know? compare it to the NBA, Michael Jordan. I mean, it was straight. You know, they were they were physical, but the NBA was straight laced. Okay, you didn't do flashy. You know, you had maybe a few people that did, Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, <laughs> the rapper, <laughs> Dr. J, <Jay, laughs> Dominique Wilkins, guys like that. But Michael Jordan comes along, and yeah. he really changes the game of basketball, changes the uniform, everything. Yeah we're kind of seeing that in baseball now. You know, you had a bunch of straight laced Derek Jeters and that's fine. Derek Jeters is a fantastic player, but if you're going to cater to the new audience, then you have to, there has to be more emotion involved.
2: What's the old saying? Act like you've been there. Yeah. You know, I mean, they play 162 games, but there are occasions that games mean more. Right. And, I want to see emotion out of it. To me, one of the best times to watch any sports, obviously, in the playoffs. But College World Series, you want to see emotion. man. Notre Dame knocked off the number one team to get to the College World Series. Uh, Texas A and is the last team standing that has a ranking out of the top sixteen teams yep. that were in the super regionals. And Stanford, Stanford, and them, and Texas maybe were the only three ranked teams that made it. Yeah. And Texas is already gone. Stanford got eliminated last night.
0: Well, we talked about we were talking about SEC before we went on. Twelve of the sixteen teams that made the College World Series are either currently in the SEC. Or will be joining the SEC when Texas held long ago. Yeah. There were sixteen yeah. I mean, listen, you said you said earlier, uh, and and and, and we don't want to get too far off topic because these topics are coming up, but SEC drives college football. SEC drives college sports. Yes. If you
1: with the exception of basketball.
0: With the exception of basketball. Every other sport, if you go through and look, the SEC is pretty dominant in. Yeah. Even you know, soccer, golf, I mean tennis. which is <laughs> I mean, which is why Greg Sankey is probably going to be the next president in NCAA. Right. If there is a president. If there is a president. Because
1: they might not they might not have a president of the NCAA.
0: Right. Because right. I'm not sure that we're gonna have an NCAA very much longer. Right. But that's a topic for another day. Right.
2: So speaking of next topic for another day. Um This is Tuesday night that we are recording. In two days from now, we're going to have the NBA draft. Uh, I know we've talked about the NBA topic on several episodes here recently, and we're finally kind of trying to get to that spot. We realize that by the time this show drops, the NBA draft will have happened. So we want to take a few minutes, talk about the season, talk about You know, a little bit about what the draft, what we think the draft might bring, you know, and kind of do that part. So the Warriors took it in six, which we pretty much expected to do. I was rooting for Boston. Boston may have been ahead of the game. I think it's fantastic the fact that they made the finals with a rookie head coach. I feel like that they need one more piece.
0: Yeah. They
2: they need a more true point guard. Then, then
0: Marcus Smart, but it's awful hard to take Marcus Smart off you, the floor.
2: No, I no, I play, agree.
1: You play smart, but you play him off the ball. Yeah, yeah. And then you just get a yeah. point
0: guard. Yeah. I think they could use some help in the middle too. Yeah.
2: Um, R- Robert Williams is is becoming a stud in in the, in the middle. I listened. I had to. I had to do it. I told you when I was gone last week. One of the things I did most of the week was do research on podcasts because. I do want this podcast to grow and be successful. So I listened to like twenty different types of podcasts last week from all different genres. I had to listen to one of the Draymond Green podcasts. I'm not a huge fan of Draymond Green, but I listened to the podcast that he did right after they won the championship. I bet that was a good. One. It was. It was actually. It was. Let me tell you, newfound respect for Draymond Green. Okay. First thing I will tell you, he is the ultimate team guy. Mm-hmm. Right? He brought on Clay Thompson. He brought on GP2. Right. And Clay's never, he's asked Clay a million times to be on his podcast. And he's never done it, but he he had him on there for just a few minutes. And it's not a great sound production because he's literally doing, I mean, he was doing it. At the uh, sound in the sound center or the 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 sports venue, whatever, right there at the the stadium at TD Gardens, uh, in the media booth or whatever, that's where they were at. You could hear people walking by, laughing, cutting up. No music intro or anything like that. You could you could hear you know smacks on the thing. You could hear the mics and all that stuff. And I'm sure he's sitting there holding a microphone. But he's got a staff that that helps him do this kind of stuff. So Greg, uh, uh, Greg, shoot, uh, Gary Payton II is was a key component to them winning this year. He yep. he plays defense like his daddy did, right? He doesn't necessarily score like that, but he he's a lockdown defender. He brings him onto the onto the podcast, and you get a little background of the story. So He worked his tail off to get to the point. He he, he did. He went through multiple NBA teams, multiple G League teams. He came in to – and this is just kind of how I'm piecing this together. He came into last year's training camp or at the end of last season and played on a 10-day contract. And when his 10 days was up, he left and he was leaving. And he went and he said – Bye to Draymond, and Draymond's like, where are you going? He goes, what well, my 10-day contracts up." And he goes, yeah, you ain't going nowhere. You'll be back. And Draymond and Steph went to the GM and said, we need to keep him. He's a vital piece of this team. So they allowed him to do the off-season workouts, even though he was like, like, most of the time, the G League guys don't do that. But they brought him in, and he worked the entire offseason with them. And then they signed him to a contract, and he obviously was a huge role for them this year, right? And Draymond asked me, he's like, well, what did you normally do? You know, because that's not the thing. They don't do the work that, that most of the time he would go back to L.A. or something like that. But the fact that he got to spend the offseason with them and kind of learn and stuff like that was game changer, right? Because it, it developed a respect level for him from all those players. And now he's like, I mean, he was the 15th guy on the bench and now he's a key player in the rotation. And Draymond's like, that doesn't happen. The 15th guy doesn't do that. And so it's a pretty cool story for, for, uh, GP2 on that part of it. But I was just like, I man, Draymond just seems like a cool dude to be a teammate with.
0: Well, and he, he is 100% team guy. Like yeah. you said, he will go to battle with you. Yeah. And there's not a person that will outwork or has outworked Draymond Green to get, yeah. I mean, you look at the accolades he had in college. He was, I mean, first team All American, all this stuff, right? Tom Izzo will tell you one of the greatest players to ever play at Michigan State. Magic Johnson went to Michigan State. Okay? Right. Like, right. you know, I don't know if you know about him or not, but he had a pretty decent career. Yeah, he's pretty good. Okay. He's pretty good. Draymond Green has basically overachieved his entire career. Mm-hmm. He was a second round draft pick. Nobody. Factored him in to do anything, and the fact that he was Steph is 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 the goat on the Warriors team, yeah. right? Clay is the glue, is the glue. well. I mean, you're you're going Clay. I thought you, I thought you said is, Dre. You
2: say Clay. Clay is,
0: is Steph's sidekick. Yeah. Right. He's his Scotty Pippen. Yeah. Right. Draymond Green's the heart of that team.
2: Yeah. He's the Dennis Rodman of the second second term he of is, Bulls.
0: He's the guy. That makes it all go. Yeah. And I'm sure he's the guy, uh, and Steph probably has come into this role some, but I'm sure if you're not doing things the Golden State way, Draymond goes and grabs you by your jersey and tells you to get your stuff together.
2: I mean, and Draymond's one of the reasons why uh, Kevin Durant left. Kevin Durant has said that.
1: Him and Draymond did not like each other. Yeah. And that's why he got out of town. Because
2: Draymond, Draymond wanted it, it wow. the Warriors way, yep. and you know, and, and 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 Kevin Durant didn't.
0: Well, so real quick, since we're talking about the Warriors, what about their assistant coach? The is it is it Atkinson, I, Kenny Atkinson, turned down the the Hornets job. He had accepted yeah. it. Yeah, backed out to stay with the Warriors. Yeah. I think Steve Kerr's gonna get ready to hang it up. I don't know that he hangs I, up going into next year. I think you're right. But I think that's why he stayed. They said, stay here. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. I mean, Kerr obviously I think wants that number 10. I think he wants he wants his tenth ring. Yeah. Well,
2: they're probably gonna get it next year if they're healthy.
0: Because they're all under contract. What about Andrew Wiggins, though? And that's another thing
1: about this team. He was rolled off. Yeah. LeBron well, had him the, traded on draft night. Poole was the same way. Jordan pulls the same way. LeBron had him traded for Kevin Love on draft night. Yeah, because he said he didn't see anything in Andrew Williams. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I think the one thing that we know for sure is is LeBron is not built to build, uh, not made to build a team. Well, right. He can yeah. build a team he's of subs. Good job. Well, and I mean, you figured
0: if they get anything this coming year out of Wiseman. Yeah. Yeah, they but, played right, this whole year without right, him because he was he was basically nothing. I mean, well, he's hurt. My yeah. favorite thing was after they win. Draymond, of course, it all revolves around Draymond. He goes, he's walking back through. He sees Andrew Wiggins' wife and his daughter, and Comes he gets, from
1: Huntington, West Virginia,
0: by the way. Really? Yep. Okay. Uh, you get that, and he gets down, and you know, he talks to his wife, and then he talks to the daughter, and he goes, well, "What about your daddy playing big boy basketball?" I mean, just and you know, for Andrew Wiggins, a guy that has been rode off, uh, you know, he's a bus. He's the, He finally found a system. And he did it on both ends of the floor. That let him play yes. the way that he plays. He, he His defense
2: those last couple of games yeah. the last
0: couple of games changed the game.
2: He he took Tatum out of the
0: game. Well, let's yeah. but I'm, I'm glad you said Tatum. Jason Tatum is a superstar. Yes. Yeah. And Jalen Brown ain't far behind him.
1: Well oh, no. They're one and two. Yeah.
2: It's fantastic. And you know, they're already. They've already wrote those guys off next year. There there's guys out there that are not even ranking them, them yeah. or Miami, either one in the top eight and nineteen. Because the Nets.
0: You got to the Nets, oh,
2: but
1: but Kyrie, Kyrie, I don't know if you've seen that, but he said that him and the Nets are at an impasse, whatever that means. But I think he's supposed to be an impasse,
0: impasse, impasse. That's <laughs> well, okay. A, so <laughs> I, said I West freak, Virginia coming I, out of it. I he's mean, an impasse. He's a one of them impasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I do not like Kyrie. And I know you're probably a Kyrie guy because he He, went to
2: Duke. Duke. Because he played at Duke for three games. But he is
0: toxic. He tears apart locker rooms. You take away the shot he hit for Cleveland the year they beat Golden State in the finals, and he's done nothing in his career. Yeah, Played second fiddle. But he wants to act like he's the big man on campus and he's the guy. Well, you're not.
2: Well – because you're The above. Boston team that he was on just went to the NBA Finals without him. Yes. Well, same exact team. Same exact team. What was great about The Boston. only difference was uh, uh, the Williams kid from Tennessee wasn't there yet. The Pritchard kid wasn't there yet.
1: And uh, uh, Terry Rozier is in Charlotte now.
2: Yes. The
0: best thing about Golden State versus Boston in the Finals is they were two teams, for the most part, that were teams that were built. By the franchise. Yep. Yeah. You look yeah. at the big three for both things.
2: Yeah. Well, and w- by doing it that way, you can afford the players and work the right. contracts better. Right. You know, Draymond's gotten paid. Clay's gotten paid. Steph's gotten paid. Well, I
0: mean, Clay had the opportunity a few years ago for the needs. To go to, to the Lakers. To go. To, they offered yeah. him a max deal, and he was like, nope. Yeah. Why would you? I well, mean, really, because-
2: to be honest with you, they're... There's not that many teams that I would want to play for if I was Clay out there. Thompson and Golden State's one of them.
0: Clay Thompson it would would be a victim of high expectations if he went to a team because they would expect him to be the guy, and I don't think he's made he, to be the guy.
1: He would be Scottie Pippen with the Portland Trailblazers. He would be,
2: yeah, or, or Scottie Rockets. Pippen
0: with the with the Bulls when Jordan left. Right, it was the same team minus Michael yeah. Jordan. It's good good and comparison.
2: You take away him being injured for two years and Steph being injured last year, we're looking at the fact that they probably make a run of eight straight finals. Yeah. And and maybe winning their sixth or seventh this year rather than their fourth. I mean, the things and
0: and, and we've touched on this before. Mark Jackson was the head coach of the uh Warriors. He drafted a lot of these. He was part of drafting yeah. these guys. Yeah. He got them to a certain level. It just goes to show you that not every guy is cut out to be an NBA head coach. Yeah. They needed Steve Kerr, who had zero coaching experience. Yeah. But he. But you look at Mark but Jackson's you, playing So career. you
2: take Steve Kerr, zero coaching experience. He's now won four titles as a coach. And then you got Steve Nash, who's one of the greatest port, port, point guards of all time. Who, who's going to get fired next year. Yeah, who doesn't look like he can right. he you can't. Know, do anything. And he's got – He's got he's arguably two of the top twenty players of all time on his team, but their attitudes don't match together. But they're like besties.
0: But they wanted to play. That's the reason they're but, both. They're players. like best friends, right? right. They Kevin to Durant play. is such like he's
2: such I, a he's a guy that I don't like. Him.
1: Kevin Durant is a, such a child that he makes troll accounts on Twitter to attack fans. Like he's
0: not even mad enough to come at his own account. Oh, geez. he just makes troll accounts, and I'm like, come on, man! Like you, literally, if you want to play. Are one of the top five players on the planet, and you—you know—you <laughs> can't guard him. No, if he, if he wants to play, right? It, what was it a few years ago the when Tatum shutting down when nobody right. wanted to play for Team USA? Nobody. They got Kevin Durant and a bunch of scrubs, and it, it wasn't the—it wasn't the Olympics. I think it was the FIBA World Championship, yeah. and he took them to the FIBA World Championship. By himself, he had yeah. like it was Kevin Durant, and that was Zach Levine before Levine. Took yeah, it like on. he hadn't taken yeah. up.
2: It was a bunch yeah. of guys that were close, but and Zach is Zach Levine. Is he going to the Lakers? That yeah. was the last thing I heard. I think if it goes to the
0: Lakers, I think it's going to have to be AD coming back to Chicago. And I don't. No, he's free agent. AD is no Levine. Oh, Levine. I thought I, I thought it was a trade. Nah. Well, they're gonna they're they're gonna have to dump. They're going to have to dump West's contract before they do anything. Yeah.
1: I saw with the latest Kyrie Irving situation, the Lakers and the Knicks are the top two candidates to go after Kyrie.
0: Le- LeBron and the Lakers deserve uh, Kyrie, Irving. Kyrie Irving.
2: So you think about this. The two titles that Durant have were with this Warriors team. Yep. They probably win them titles without him. Without him. Yeah, they were,
1: they won the year before without him. Eliminated his Thunder team. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Him, He him. he
0: owes was, a lot.
2: Was
0: Harden still there? No. Okay, Harden had just left.
2: He owes a lot to the Warriors, right? Yeah. And, yeah, that's kind of crazy. One of the topics that I've heard all week long after them winning is Steph Curry now a top ten player of all time. Yeah. Four stopped. titles. Got he's the stopped. MVP. He's more, like, I think no questions
0: asked, he's the greatest shooter of all time.
2: Oh, no doubt.
0: So I think just that alone,
2: with the four titles, you have to put him top. Yeah, the argument all week long has been well, who you take out. A lot of people said Oscar Robinson. Some people said Wilt Chamberlain. And the reason being is, yes, he dominated. He scored 50 points a game during his time, but only won two titles. Now, apparently, those two titles were the most dominant teams in in the league. But he played along the same time as Bill Russell, and Bill Russell has eleven, you know. But times were different back then. Boston got the number one pick every freaking year. I mean, it wasn't, you know. It's like it, it was so. There was so many. Like there was nine Hall of Famers on Russell's team, yeah. and there was two on Wilkes' teams. An argument for another time, well, but and, I do think I, well, you have to consider
0: I think here Curry and, and, and it goes here. back to my argument all the time is it's so hard to compare players. Yeah. Okay. I think he's safely in the top 50 players of all time. Oh. <laughs> he's safely in the top 15. I think he's top 10. Yeah. I think he's probably top 10 too. But again, Oscar Robinson. I I think when we talked about the, the you know, the top ten or maybe it was just it was me and you Yeah. Oscar Robinson, listen, he's an old school version of of Russell Westbrook. Okay. Yeah. Would you consider what would you consider Russell Westbrook a top ten player? No. No. Right. I don't know that, that Russell Westbrook's a top twenty player. That's who I'm taking out. I'm taking Oscar Robinson out.
2: Yeah. So, but yeah.
0: they also didn't have Shaq in that top ten either.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But now most of these guys this week. They they did. Who but, was their
0: list? Do you remember?
2: Uh Bird, Magic, Jordan, uh LeBron, Kobe, Duncan, uh, Kareem. That's seven. Bill Russell. Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain. Oscar, Oscar Robinson. Oscar Robinson.
0: Yeah. I think Wilt I think Wilt's out for Shaq. Oscar Robinson's is out for Steph Curry. Yeah, you know, you can't take Bill Russell out. And he won eleven no, freaking titles. No, no, no. I like. I want to. Every part of me wants yeah. to take Bill Russell yeah. out, and I'm like, you can't. Yeah,
2: he was the key cog to that.
0: Let me ask you this question: Kareem loses his scoring title. Can you take Kareem out? No.
2: He still has five championships. So does Robert yeah. Ory. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a good point. That <laughs> is a good
1: point.
2: Yeah. Big shot Bob. There's, there's only
0: no probably reason.
2: thirty thousand points difference between the two, though.
0: You don't think you, you don't think Bob
2: Bob Ory is
0: that much closer to, to, to Kareem than thirty thousand points? I'd say not. That's a good Google question. You talking? I'm gonna look up how I many. So the day
1: after the Warriors won the championship, ESPN dropped an updated top ten anniversary, NBA 75th anniversary title uh-huh. list. Michael Jordan was one. Yeah. LeBron was two. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was three. Magic was four. Wilt was five. Bill Russell, six. Larry Bird, seven. Tim Duncan, eight. Oscar Robertson, nine. And Kobe Bryant, ten.
2: That's the same list.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Steph's got just as many titles what? as LeBron. You were spot on. No it's actually a little more than 30,000
1: you have got to be kidding no man.
0: bob Ori has 7700 points most of those have to be in the playoffs Se- that's it 7700 points is what what does he have kareem's at 38,000
2: <laughs> what in the world so you still you still want to hold the fact that bob Ori had five titles <laughs> i think he had more than five titles bob yeah oh. He won. He won two with the Rockets and three with the Lakers, right? He was and on the Spurs teams. he Spurs teams. teams, too. Was he on the Spurs yeah. team? I think he has nine. Yeah, maybe he, seven. He has a, a, I feel like maybe it's seven. seven. I think it's seven. He's got a lot.
0: He's won – okay, two with the Rockets, three with the Lakers, two with the Spurs, yeah.
2: seven. I mean, Bob Borey is like that Hall of Fame wing of – Role players. He's like the – he would be in like – I mean, he's a Hall of Fame player, right? Is he a Hall of Famer?
0: I don't think so. I wouldn't imagine that. I mean, he's got 7,700 points. I can't imagine. I mean, Steve Kerr isn't a Hall of Fame player. He's got five championships, but he's a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. He's got four of those. He's got four of those. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's move on. Yeah. To the draft. We've We've been talking about the draft for, I don't know, a month of Sundays. It looks like top,
1: I don't know the top four is set. I think the top five is set. You think so?
2: I well, think it sounds like Orlando is still shopping their options, but I mean, how do the they funniest. not go with the high school best friends and pick Chet Holmgren at number one?
0: Because they're you, not. You go with the kid from Auburn.
2: They're either going Jabari Smith or Palo.
1: That's their two options. I think
0: Palo goes three. I think we go Jabari. Chet, and then Palo. I
1: agree with you. So, them. Orlando's J9, one. Oklahoma City's two. Yeah. Houston's three. Yeah. And Houston just traded Christian Wood, who's a power forward,
2: same position as Palo.
0: That's going to be a sneaky good move for the Mavericks.
2: Oh, 100%. Well, it's funny that you said it because I was like – the other day I saw a clip on Colin Cowherd and he was talking about Christian Wood being on the Mavericks. I was like, what the heck did Christian Wood yeah, – I man, missed
0: that trade. That's going to be like – that's not- so
2: they're assuming they're getting Paolo or Chet in one or the other. They're either getting, they're getting Paolo or Jabari. They're not even thinking about Chet. The- because whoever
1: Orlando don't take it one, they're getting it three.
0: Yeah, because the Thunder, Chet, Chet's going to Thunder.
1: The Thunder's locked in with Chet. Presty
0: is all in on Chet. Yeah. yeah. And I think Presty, if Presty thought that Orlando was going to take Chet, he tries every way in the world to make a deal. He wants like. Yeah, no doubt about it. He wants Chet. I think Chet Holmgren is going to suck. I
1: agree. I don't think his body's going to hold up. I
2: think he's trash. Okay, but I think Jabari goes one. So many comparisons to Kevin Durant.
1: So here's the thing with Chet Holmgren. He's seven foot, Mm -hmm. which I mean that's great and all. Yeah, but in college, you're towering over people most time at seven foot. They're not athletic enough to keep up with you. Yeah, NBA you got guys like Anthony Davis and Carl Anthony Towns who can
0: move. Yeah. Like those two. He, he moves super him. awkward, though. Well, I yeah. mean, but even at seven foot at, in Gonzaga, where they play the Pacific Cutting. Coast Conference or whatever,
1: he only averaged 14 points. But in his defense with that, he was only playing half a game because they were blowing everybody That's out. That's true.
0: That is true. Well, well I mean, they and said. And I mean, to be honest with you, the
2: offense ran through Drew Tammy,
0: And it's yeah. going to next year. Uh, they said that if he was 40 pounds heavier, he would be an Anthony Davis can't miss prospect. Yeah, but he's not. He's he's not, and he's, I don't
2: think he can put that weight on. That's
0: what I was going to say. His frame isn't. I don't think he's going to put forty pounds if, on.
1: If he puts forty pounds on, he's Greg O. He'll have foot problems. With his whole or Zions. Matt Zions playing. Yeah. And by the way, have you speak, seen his
0: Sean Kemp frame speak, right
1: now? Speaking of NBA players who haven't played in a long time. John Wall exercised his forty
0: seven million $47 million dollar option today. And he didn't play a minute last year. Two years. Two years. Yeah. He hasn't played in two years.
2: He actually did play a little bit year
0: before. Did he? Yeah, a little bit. The, the Rockets are paying and, and listen, my dad says all the time, if I'm John Wall and they look down the bench like, and he's like, nah, I'm
2: not I'm not even dressing up. I'm gonna sit right here. I'm in street clothes. You're gonna pay me forty seven million. See, that's what's wrong with Going back to our episode a few weeks ago about the contracts, that's like, that's wrong, right? That they even, that he even has the ability to do that. There should be clauses in there, you know. I was under the impression last year, though, that he wanted to play and they wouldn't play him. I swear I heard that. Well, that was a story going out probably by Matt Jones of KSR.
0: No, Matt Jones. But listen, I, the only don't person, think he and I. Play. And I told you all this this week. The only person I dislike more than Matt Jones is Sean Ross Sapp.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, but I think, so I think Jabari won, Chet two, Palo three.
2: And then Jaden Nivey four. Jaden Ivey four. I think those are. No- now Jaden Nivey is the one from Purdue. Yes. Yes. So. so uh, I think first four. Seven. O- o- old yeah. dude from Kentucky sharpest. Is, is six.
0: Six. I think six is the first shot he can go.
2: I saw seven to Portland.
0: Uh, but I think
1: it's a totally a Portland thing to do.
0: I think Murray from Iowa goes fifth. Keegan Murray. Keegan I,
1: Murray. I have seen him top five. Teams. I think who's,
0: who's who picks at six? Uh sixth is Indiana.
1: And then seven is Portland.
0: Seven is Portland. I think Indiana takes him at six because that's an Indiana and thing and to do too.
1: And did you know? I don't know how much you've looked at it, but Shaden Sharp is the only lottery pick.
0: Kentucky yeah, Taka has th- almost fallen out of the first round. Twenty-two
2: is where I saw. him. I don't today.
0: think he should have went pro. I saw the other day. I think I saw twenty-seven. Like you yeah. know, on one of the mock drafts. See,
2: when you fall to that point, you're
0: falling to a good you, spot.
2: You're probably not. You're probably not going to play, but you are falling to a good team. I don't disagree with that, but is he going to be a maxi? I mean, Tyrese is becoming a superstar. That's who but,
0: they're comparing him to. But Tyrese
2: Maxey, he went kind of a
1: long way about it in the pros. Yeah. He went G League for a while yeah. and then came up. Yeah. And I think uh, Tyrese so is many, a much
2: better shooter than Ty-Ty, though. Right.
1: And there were so many injuries to the Sixers. That's, he, before got, he got called up for that. He got called up. Oh, that's right. And that's yeah. when he took off.
0: And, then, and yeah. he was like, you're not putting me back down. Yeah. yeah. So He took advantage of opportunity. Ty-Ty is going to fall to the 20s. And, and and whoever gets tie tie in the twenties, that's a steal.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, but after pick five, I think it's I think it's a crapshoot. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you got a bunch of guys from the G League that they're talking about picking. Uh which makes Why would them, they
2: pick players from the G League? Well, because, because they did that's the, that new thing, right? right,
0: where you can go and go to high school to the G League, play oh. the G League for a year and then
2: go to the Is NBA. it now there's two different leagues though, right? No, there's just the G League. Okay. I was thinking that there's which a the, D League. And a G League. Well, it was the D League. It used to be the D League. Oh, okay. So they combined them just into the G League. It's just called the G League. If
0: I – you know, uh, you got the one kid, the the big name, um, I'm trying to think. Um, he was the big recruit that spurned uh, college basketball. He spurned
1: uh, UCLA, right? I want to say maybe Kentucky too.
0: Hardy, Jaden Hardy.
1: Because he w- he was committed to UCLA. And the G League came and said, We'll give you a million. Well, you I, think, the G I think grades. Prior to something. the NIL, right? Well but, but I think that's grades. Part, that's part yeah. of it though. I think
0: grades played a lot into that's
1: that. That's part of the G League thing. Like they can offer these guys money and it's okay because but they're it's, up, but it's only league. like
0: up to a million I tell you dollars. What, like listen, yeah. we talked about Chet a minute ago. I would much rather have the kid from Memphis, the big uh Jalen
1: Durant. Durant. Oh absolutely.
0: I mean he's He's 6'11, so he's an inch shorter, but he's got he's fifty-five or sixty pounds. Yeah. He's a man.
1: He's built like a tank. Yeah. So uh
0: but I think I think those are the top five. I think you got Jabari Smith from Auburn, you got Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga, you got your boy Paolo Banchero uh going third, Jaden Ivey from Purdue going fourth, and I think Keegan Murray's gonna go fifth. He's fallen in some drafts.
1: Chet Holmgren is seven foot one hundred and ninety-five pounds. That's not gonna hold up in the NBA season. Bro. My left
2: leg weighs 195 pounds.
1: That is, I knew he was tiny. I did not know he was that tiny. Because you know, big guys, they kind of Well,
0: and but they're trying to they're trying to play him off like he's this, like you said, Kevin Durant. Okay. There's some dudes that are gonna pick Chet Holmgren's pocket. If he tries that stuff out,
1: Jalen Duran, like we talked about, 6'11", 250. He's a man two
0: fifty. He's a man. Oklahoma City has three picks in the first round.
2: Yes, Oklahoma City's sitting on lots of draft yeah. assets. So I'm just kind of looking. We was thinking about Ty Ty. I was just curious. You think he probably falls somewhere between twenty two and twenty seven? Somewhere in there. Twenty two Memphis, twenty three Philadelphia, twenty four Milwaukee. Twenty-five San Antonio, twenty-six Dallas, twenty-seven Miami. I've seen him. I've seen him go San Antonio.
0: I've also seen him. I just looked at one that he goes as high as sixteen
2: or seventeen. But that's Atlanta. Charlotte is fifteen. I I could see him going to Charlotte because Michael Jordan has a fascination with UK players. I see this one at nineteen to Minnesota. Yeah. I, I, I don't think, so. but but why would they? They're pretty stacked at point card. Yeah, unless they move, um, what's his face, uh, Edwards off of point. But I mean, they got uh, Russell too. They got the Angelo Russell. Yeah. yeah. So okay, Walker Kessel. San Antonio has two picks in the twenties. He's going to be a first round pick.
1: Yeah. Who Walker Kessel, center from went to North Carolina, transferred to Auburn. He's seven one. He's so the big I mean, white boy, right? Yeah, he's an inch taller than Chet.
2: 256 pounds.
0: Chet's not going to make it. No.
2: I mean, well. The only way Chet's making it is if they play him at, at swing, you know, play him at, at, at but, three. But do we want him guarding Kevin Durant? No. I mean,
0: Kevin Durant is 6'10", 240, and Kevin Durant's a beanpole. I I, <laughs> I
2: mean, I don't blame Chet for going at all. Right. Well, because his stock's never going to be higher. Right. Yeah, I mean, how much higher can it get if he comes back for another year of college? Go to the number one instead of number two? Right. Which is what
1: we talked about on our NIL episode with Oscar, Mm -hmm. Baycott, and now, uh, shoot, Drew Timmy. Mm -hmm. Their games don't translate to the NBA. Nope. So why would they not
2: just Not anymore. No. They don't. Now, Drew Drew Timmy, though, believe it or not, I think Drew Timmy is the ultimate 12 or 13 guy on the bench that can come in and give you – Grant Williams type. You minutes. look at
0: you, you. You will look at Drew Timmy when his if he if he stays healthy in his NBA career, he will have 10, 12, 15 years in, and he will be the guy. If you remember Brian Scalabrini. well, no, yeah. I'm thinking more along the lines of Bruce Bowen. Yes, not that he's that great of a defensive player, but that's the the Spurs kept Bruce Bowen around for a reason. Yeah. Because he fit what they did. Yeah, he played great defense and could hit a clutch corner three point. And I think you're, I think that's all teams are going to ask Drew Timmy to do. Yeah. I need you to play defense, grab some rebounds. I mean, Oscar's going to get drafted. Oscar will. Yeah, but it's I don't gonna, know that. It's Bay co- gonna be late. I don't know the Baycott. Probably. Is. I mean, we're probably looking in the twenties again. Because
1: once again, NBA, not only do they draft on potential, but the longer you stay in college, they kind of penalize you. Yep. Why like, why would I draft a twenty
2: two year old when i eighteen? because at
0: this point, because it's potential, like you said, Shaden you look at Shaden Sharp and you look at you look at Oscar, they kinda know what Oscar is gonna be. is gonna be what he's gonna be. He is what he is. Shaden Sharp, we don't know what he's gonna I think he's a miss. I think I think teams going I think whoever takes him is gonna miss on him. Because you don't draft a kid at six or seven and not expect that kid to play. Right. I mean, you know. In the NFL, you can take a quarterback at one, and he can, and and you can kind
2: of get away with I, setting. I think there's a few misses in that first seven or eight picks. Seven. With 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 Holmgren, like you said, and and Shaden Sharp would scare me. I, I think would not take him.
0: I have said all year, and I don't know if I've told you, I think Banchero is the most NBA ready player in the draft.
1: And there was this report came out the other day that that's how. NBA GM said, "Like Paolo is the most ready pro right now."
0: Now, I don't think,
2: I don't think Jabari's too far
1: behind, right?
2: You know what the worst thing about uh, Jabari is? It's going to Orlando. Yeah, Orlando's trying to build though. They've been trying to build since they drafted <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal in 1992.
1: Hey, well, they I mean, did build for a while. Shaquille and Penny took to the finals, and Little Penny. Don't forget <laughs>
0: Little Penny. <laughs> They have the
2: most number one draft picks in
0: history. I think it would be a shame if we didn't. Did you all see where uh, that uh, Caleb Caleb Swanigan? Swanigan. Swanigan. Yep. Uh, He was he was at Purdue. He was uh, McDonald's all. I think he was a McDonald's All American. He was Mister Basketball from Indiana. First team all. uh, First team All American. uh, Big Ten Player of the Year. He was a he was a stud big man. Stud big man. Also one of these people that his game didn't translate to the NBA. Uh, Got drafted in the first round. They, they found him dead uh, yesterday? No, Sunday night. Yeah, 25 years old. 25. Oh,
1: my
2: gosh.
0: Uh, there's no inf- no more information being put out about it, but, I mean, it's a sad situation because, um, I mean, you know, 25, obviously. But had that, I mean, I still, I still think he probably had, you know, he probably had some time
1: left in the league. I think he was drafted by Portland, right? That sounds about right. I think he drafted – I know he played for Boston yeah. for a
0: little while. But, uh, but yeah, so I just wanted to make sure I touched on that. That's yeah, I was kind of a kind of there's so much going on that it was kind of one of those things that slid under the radar, uh, yeah. you know, between the destruction of the PGA tour, which I want to talk about at some point in a later show because it, I don't know how PGA can recover from what's happened to them from them just being robbed, yeah, <laughs> like they're, they're just being pillaged. They must not have had no beat clauses, uh, <laughs> but. But so, Sean, why don't you introduce our 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 our, our main topic? Well, tonight. we are a wrestling podcast at our core. That's what got yep. this started. It is,
2: and I don't know how on earth we can talk tonight on our podcast and not talk about the controversy of what's going on with Vince McMahon because <laughs> that is a nice said I mean, it is national news. Yeah. yeah. When it <laughs> runs across the 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 line at the bottom of ESPN, well, that when, the CEO of WWE has stepped down, when, it's when, national news. When my
0: wife hollers at me from her cookie room where she's in there baking and decorating cookies and says, hey, come in here, and it's CBS this morning, and they're talking about Vince McMahon, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So for those of you that might live under a rock and don't know what's going on, uh Vince McMahon uh, he's the chairman owner and CEO of the World Wrestling Federation now World Wrestling Entertainment he was having an affair cuz he's married was having an affair with a paralegal and while he was having this affair this paralegal's salary got bumped drastically and then when it got so far, I don't know. Maybe if they if they were done or whatever, uh, he gave her to John Laurinaitis, which I, I like. I I feel yucky even saying that.
2: Yeah, like presented her <laughs> as a toy, right? Like it was okay. like a
1: gift. Like well, well, we went back to when Sean was a kid and people arranged marriage, <laughs> <and> right? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> and somewhere along the lines, I guess after she was done with John Laurinaitis or he was done with her, I don't know. Um, there was a non-disclosure agreement signed. And she was given three million dollars. Yeah. So all this has come out, and he's under investigation. If it, it's all internal, so right?
2: much, so much for a non-disclosure agreement. Huh? Well,
0: so it's my understanding that it was one of her friends that yeah. outed her. It wasn't her. Like that is true. she
2: will come out. I, and, I think. Yeah, she's, but non-disclosure means you don't talk to anybody about. Yeah. Her.
1: So does she have to give the money back?
2: <laughs> I don't know, but. Should
0: legally, she be sued? Her defense is that it was, it it was like they were both willing participants. It wasn't. Oh somebody yeah. using it wasn't power. abuse. It wasn't, it wasn't Deshaun Watson. No, it was not. So it was just an
2: old creepy man having sex with a paralegal. <laughs>
0: right. It's such a big story though, because I mean it. It's changing. I mean, of course, it well, comes
2: right off the heels of Deshaun Watson, well, and they think the the whole the whole trouble scene is is they the accusation might be is did he use company funding because to pay maybe that maybe off because now isn't.
0: publicly funded, right? Or I mean, publicly traded. So it's you know, if he used company money to pay her, then it could be big trouble, right? I've I've told all you all that I think. Vince, as long as he didn't use company money, is going to make it through this, yeah. and I think he could make it through two or three. If because that's what I'm most interested about is if more people come out. They haven't yet, which leads me to believe they probably aren't.
2: Well, what is there to gain by coming out? Right. Money. I mean, yeah, but I mean they've already been paid once. But what about the ones that
0: haven't? Yeah, I would imagine if Vince had somebody sign a non-disclosure agreement once he's. Anytime it's happened before, he probably is on the same thing. Yeah. Um, So I'll be interested to see where this goes. Uh, Currently, Vince is no longer the CEO of WWE. But he's all over the telephone. But he doesn't
2: mind at all to come out and drop a stupid line at the beginning of I
0: told you all that that's all PR. That is Vince McMahon 100% saying that he's bigger than this situation. I'm going. I'm not running from it. I'm not hiding from it. This is what I'm.
2: Well, uh, you know, apparently a lot of the talent are not happy about this. They, they, they are. Well, they are thinking that that it, it's a bad look. I mean, he he probably needs to just go away while this is transpiring. But Vince ain't gonna do that.
0: Well, he's not. And and Bully Ray said on the show last week. I think he said the only way you're going to get Vince out of the WWE is you're going to have to pry it out of his cold, dead hands. Yeah. He's not going... And, you know, between Vince and his family members, they own more than 50% of the company. Yeah. So, my question is, is if more allegations come out and more stacks up against Vince, how long can people like his daughter Stephanie and Triple H how long can they continue to back before they have to try to distance themselves from him
2: and not go down with the ship? Do do you remember when it was like a a on TV type thing when Triple H came out and basically fired the old man, you know, back back in the day, that that video has been resurfacing going, hey, this is being played out today in real life. (laughs) Well,
0: so, one of the things that people talk about is, well, he's had he had an affair. Well, I think it's pretty well documented. Vince and Linda are just business partners. Yeah, I don't
2: even think they live together anymore. Right? Like, I think. But I mean, in all honesty, can we? Can in today's society, can we really sit there and go, "But he had an affair"? As we're speaking, there's thousands and thousands of affairs taking on taking place right now. I'm not defending him in any way possible. But, I mean, he didn't kill somebody. Right. I mean, it's like,
0: well, it's an affair. You, it I happens you, all said, the time. I said, does it make him have the morals of an alley cat? Yeah. Yeah. But if you watched any wrestling during the 90s, you already knew this. This was a man who made out with a woman who's not his wife in front of his wife, who had some sort of medical condition, you know, I have my air quotes going here, uh, storyline medical condition where she was basically paralyzed and out of it in a wheelchair. Right. I mean, do we, like, this surprises me about as much as the Ric Flair story did whenever it came out that he made a a, 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 a flight attendant touch his man parts. Right. <laughs> That was the fight from hell, right? Right. Yeah. The plane ride from hell. And it's like, that shouldn't shock a single person. Right. And right. if it does...
1: You don't know who Rick Flair you is.
0: So, or, Vince or Vince McMahon. Again, it's not us justifying this or saying it's right. We're just simply saying that it doesn't surprise us. Right.
1: And the fact that he's been on TV Friday and he came stomping out last night, I think he's pretty confident that he's got a good case. I think so too. I haven't looked at... Has anybody
2: paid attention to what the stock has done?
0: I have not, but I do think here's my here's my hot take. John Laurinaitis is going to be the fall guy. Well, didn't you share an article today that he was out? Well, they have removed him temporarily. He's on administrative leave, but it's being thought that inside the company he is it, he's as good as gone. So I think, but like why? Because there has to be a fall guy show. Yeah, but, that's how all these things work i i Somebody get that, but has i to like, sign up like how the holiday. heck is it his fault because I'm sure when you go back and look at it everything's pointing at john Lawrence yeah
1: Wwe stock was down a dollar and 49 cents today 61
2: dollars a share and does it show what it's done over the last week uh um, i mean that's
0: still not bad It's 61
2: points well, I mean, when i when i was part owner i had it at 32 dollars a share
1: in the last week, its high is sixty three oh two. The low was sixty ninety five. So it ain't not, moved at all. It's the
0: that's just typical movement. Yeah. So it goes to show you that the number of the number of people that own stock in the WWE that are concerned about this are zero. Are not very high. Yeah. Yeah. Or it shows that Vance is buying up all the additional stock. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to keep the stock up. High. Hostile takeover. Right. So. I mean,
2: you want me out? I own 97% of it, baby. I
0: think he'll never do this and would never go for it, but this would be the way for him to kind of hand it off and go off into the sunset. His son's getting ready, or his grandson's getting ready to start playing college football. Like, you can go do granddad things. Yeah. And you could hand it off. I did see. I feel like that Vince McMahon will die in there. Al, he'll it'll be it'll be Al Davis of the Raiders. Yeah. Um, you know, the scary part about that is is there's no direction after that because you haven't given somebody it everything's such a shock. You haven't given anybody the chance to like make put their own stamp on things. Yeah. Um Adam said the other day and and this scares me to death is that if something happened to Vince and it surprises me that it didn't they would name Nick Khan as the new as the new CEO and chairman. If they do that, and I think I told you this, if they do that, consider the WWE as good as sold. Like that, that would oh, be yeah. strictly a move to make the bottom line look as good as possible, so yeah. he could sell it to yeah. so his brother Tony Khan. I don't think they're the same <laughs> Khan. It was, was go business, right? I think that's the only company that could buy it. No, yep. yeah, because the yeah. amount of money. That the WWE is going to pull or and, and, and require you to buy it, I don't think. I, I don't think that any company outside Disney could buy it.
1: So, do you remember what day it was when this story came out first? Was it? It was, it was before last, Friday. Right? It was last
2: Tuesday, Wednesday, somewhere oh, in okay.
1: So Wednesday, the stock was sixty eight forty seven midday Wednesday, and then it dropped. To 65.83 on Thursday, and now it's at 61.02. So so it's, so it's dropped, $7, uh,
2: $7 is a pretty significant drop.
1: Yeah. So I guess my my he was, other apple's wrong.
2: He was encouraged to not be on TV. Well, and I think he had planned
0: to talk more in depth. Yeah. And he was talked out of that. Yeah. People told Apparently, him, no, not Stephanie and,
2: uh, Bruce and Triple H, them said, "You you really don't need to do this," which is how we wound up getting Riddle following him both nights, talking about Randy.
0: Hey, let me ask you all this question, and I know we're not a wrestling podcast, and we're and we're and we're running we're running pretty long. Um, what's the purpose of having Riddle fight Roman Reigns on Friday in a really good match? Mm-hmm only to turn around Monday and lose a spot in the Money in the Bank match
2: against Omos. Because it's easier to push Omos out of the way in the Money in the Bank match than it is Riddle. Although the Money in the Bank match would be much better with Riddle. Do we think
0: we're going to get a – does Riddle get a rematch at the pay-per-view? I know they said Roman's not supposed to be there. and He's not supposed to work Money in the Bank.
2: But well, that's got to transpire pretty quick, yeah. Because I mean, we've got a week, yeah. So I don't think so. And why would he get a rematch?
0: It was a good match. I don't know. I'm, I, just, I'm just spitballing here. It
2: almost felt like that last night that, like, with him getting beat by Omos and then getting beat down by Rollins, it's almost like all right, we're going to take Riddle off TV for a little bit too. Well, so which I think is a mistake.
0: I have told he's
2: right. one of the best baby faces that we have right now.
0: I have told Sean. I said it makes no sense. So with Brock coming back, we get to see Brock versus Roman, which I'm excited about. And the okay. last man standing. Last man standing.
1: Rumor hey. is they're coming right by the four horsemen,
0: the Moko four horsemen. Uh, well, I have I have actually called Bruce Pritchard, and I and I have requested them to come in our section. Well,
2: if they come in our section, I'm I'm hitting Roman over the head with a chair. Just so you know. And
1: I'm standing over top of him and say, Acknowledge, Acknowledge
2: me! Acknowledge me! Acknowledge the MoCo Four Horsemen! <laughs> and then we're
0: banned from WWE events
2: forever. But what a story. What a story. So, hey, did you see the fans that got kicked out of the thing for hitting Roman Reigns with a chair? Yeah, that was us. It was us. Uh, so, did you all...
0: <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense, if you look at the storyline of why Brock would get another shot. There's no reason... For Roman to beat Brock again. So I think at this point. It's safe to assume. Roman Reigns does not leave SummerSlam. As the as the world champion. Right. I think the key is going to be. And I've told Sean this. I think we get a cash in. At SummerSlam.
2: Well I mean Rollins basically called it. Last night on the show.
0: Yeah,
2: He's like I'm going to do. Exactly what I did before. Yep. You, he, What was he said. He said if you think that. Was the biggest heist in history? Just wait and see. Or something. You haven't yeah, seen that yeah. So, yeah. But I told Sean, I said, is it Which almost? Which almost makes that too much. I was going to uh, say, is obvious. it
0: almost too obvious? I don't I don't think Roman leaves well, SummerSlam. The, the
2: card is not full. Neither one of the cards is full. And I don't know if you noticed this or not. Unless
0: he loses to Drew at Clash of the Castle in front of Drew's home crowd.
2: Maybe. I, I feel a little disappointed by that, though. I, I mean, I, I like Drew, but for him to know. carry the ball, uh, carry the, the gold for 700 days by that point, and to lose to Drew, eh, seems a little.
0: I mean, but at this point, anybody outside of Brock Lesnar I mean, kind of seems
2: Drew different. Drew's in
0: the Money in the Bank match, too. Is he? So, does Roman beat Drew and then he cashes in afterwards? <laughs> I mean, what if Drew cashes
2: in? Then he's, so, he's going to fight himself at Clash at the Castle? Well, I mean, it could be a rematch. Yeah, it could be. It could. I mean, the Clash of the Castle could change between now and then.
0: I, I think if they're going to take it, it. But, I mean, has- we've
2: got more spots that need to be filled. Neither match is full.
0: Yeah.
2: And the... When they show the picture of all the, what would you call that? Uh, The image. The promotional poster. Yeah. Only shows seven women figures. There's one missing. It's not filled in. That's what I'm thinking. It would, it
0: would, it would make sense. Yeah.
2: And then. Because I've looked at it multiple times. It's only seven. And they keep saying that there's eight in each match.
0: So I think. Which is too bad. I think with Cody being out, with Randy being hurt, Randy, they didn't have a lot of choices to bring somebody in to face Brock. Yeah. I mean, to face Roman, because they there's nobody else. Well,
2: they're using Cena. For, I mean, Cena's. Uh, yeah.
0: I wish they would just go on. Well, they will Monday night. I know, but I'm
1: like, come on. <laughs> That's why Vince came out last night. Well, I, I mean, but he's got he's got back.
0: Bobby Lashley at Money in the Bank. Bobby Lashley's not taking that belt off of him. John Cena's not taking the belt off of him. Right. They got big plans for Austin Theory. Uh, so, Cena's going to be involved with Austin Theory. There was nobody to come back.
2: Yeah, and I mean, the whole fact they talked about being the greatest U.S. champion and stuff like that, it, it's going it, to, like, he's not going to lose that belt to Bobby. No. Now, if we didn't have the layup of John Cena coming back, it'd be a different story. But I still don't think he would lose to Bobby. Probably not. Bobby's kind of lost in the card right now. He is. So.
0: Um, and then it's interesting, you know, Sasha Banks, has she been released? Has she not? You keep hearing. I don't I, think she has been. I forgot all about that story. I don't think she's been released. I think she's. Because sure you haven't was,
2: seen the official release. WWE
0: has not put anything out officially.
2: Apparently, this Raj guy, though, is pretty on point with his stuff. Who
0: was it that said it, though? Sean Ross Sapp.
2: No, Raj. No, no but, he, but
0: he was the one
2: that tweeted
0: it,
1: like retweeted it. Sean
2: Roth sat, retweeted Raj. Yeah. I don't believe anything. The Shawn Wrestling Inc. podcast that I listened to the other night basically said the exact same thing. They Raj doesn't come out with something that he doesn't stand behind wholeheartedly. Well,
0: Adam Schefter also wholeheartedly said that Tom Brady was retiring, and he did for 30 days. Well, But he went wrong.
1: And he, Adam Schefter also tweeted out about how Deshaun, uh, who wasn't the quarterback from the Steelers, that just got killed. Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> he tweeted out that Dwayne Haskins had struggled in the A NFL. journeyman or something like that, uh, struggled
0: in the NFL. Died today. Died.
1: So I was like, that wasn't necessary. Why do you have, Adam Sheffield. You just
0: put Ohio State standout. Yeah. Or what, NFL player Dwayne Haskins.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. Interesting. There we go, man. Yeah. A power pack show. We talked a little bit of everything. A little bit about everything. So. Smorgasbord. Yeah. Jambalaya.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: have I named an episode Jambalaya yet? No. There was one that was supposed to be named Jamboire, and you didn't. I thought that was uh-huh. uh, ball uh, balls out or free balling. Free balling yeah, yep. yeah. I, I think I think the show titles play a big role into this, so for sure. But awesome! Well, another great show, guys. Appreciate you listening, and uh, our call to action tonight. Go out and give us a five-star review on your favorite platform. That helps us tremendously. We just... uh,
0: It bumps us on. I mean, remember, we are the number one podcast that debuts
2: at 3 a.m. on Saturday mornings out of Mount Kentucky. Right. And And it would be
1: not possible without these people. We we couldn't do it without you.
2: Right. So now we need to expand to the surrounding counties, and we need need some five-star likes and reviews on there. So we definitely appreciate that. And uh, with that, we'll see you next week. Stay safe, friends. I pledge allegiance to the podcast brought to me by the MoCo Four Horsemen, for which I rely upon my weekly entertainment. For the love of all things fun, with opinions, facts, and jokes of plenty, just like Sex Panther Cologne, 60% of the time, we are right every time.
0: Amen.
1: Woo!